Hello and welcome back to another episode of Our Two Pens. I'm Vivian. And I'm Leah. And this is Our Two Pens. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, this week, we're giving Our Two Pens on the roundup of different stories that have come out over the past few weeks this year it's been quite an interesting year so far and we're only in february people have said that this is like this month has been like the longest year they've had in years. <laughs> i've been broke i was broke for the whole of january so it felt really 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 long i think one of the first stories that kind of rocked us was when harry and Meghan decided that they were going to leave the royal family i think what shocked me the most was how much people blamed Megan for the situation mm. and how much people assumed that she was manipulating Harry. Yeah. As if Harry is not a grown man. As if he didn't marry this woman. As if he, did, he doesn't have a whole child. Exactly. Why do we still look at Harry as if he's like this 18 year old boy partying in Vegas? That's being dragged around by his nose. That's like, that's not the case. I really appreciate the people in the, the media industry who have actually stood by her and have been like, what exactly is your evidence for for this? Have you met Megan personally? Mm. No, you've not. Okay, so how exactly did you come up with your theory that she is controlling? Hmm. Yeah, where did this come from that she's this controlling, manipulative person? And the idea that she's somehow fame grabbing. It's like she was in the public eye before because she was an actress. Like part of being an actress is doing the publicity work, which means you know, putting yourself out there and helping to promote your project. Yeah, and even when she was in suits, I don't remember Megan being the party girl no she was not splashed about the tabloids no i don't remember her trying to do anything to be in the news i don't remember seeing her on the shade room i don't remember megan really doing anything apart from going to collect her money on that show and doing some humanitarian work and then she also had her lifestyle website that she shut down once she's things started to get serious with harry i didn't even know that i I don't know much about her honestly and yeah, and then you have like this whole agenda with, what's that mm, troll's name? Piers Morgan. And it sounds like that Piers Morgan really liked her. Alan Sugar posted on Twitter, he was like, Piers really, really liked her. And she stood him up and <laughs> left and <laughs> ended up with Harry. And that's why Piers is bitter. It must be that because I'd, I've never met someone that's just so hacked on making this woman look so bad. Someone that's not even your friend. You don't speak to her like that anymore. But he he claimed her as a friend when she first got with Harry. And then it kind of went downhill from there. Maybe because she realised that... Do you know what? He actually just attacks people for no reason. I think yeah. when you are just witnessing those kind of takedowns that Piers does, it's a lot different to when you actually have people starting to take you down as well. Mm. It hits differently and then it makes you reassess the company you keep. Yeah, yeah. And Megan just seems really kind i don't know like i don't know her personally but she just seems like she goes about her business her closest friend is like serena williams who also goes about her business yeah i i I don't get all this agenda against her to be fair and then there's even her track record of when she was a kid she wrote in um i don't know who she wrote into but she basically called out sexism even when she was like 13 years old so she has a track record of actually caring about these causes it's not new it's not just because she's with harry and that's a part of being a royal yeah like he said that their values align Mm. and you can see that you can (laughs) harry's been trying to leave for a long time (laughs) i don't think he was particularly happy no in the royal family like 
the way that he acted out, the, uh, the, then again, this is all speculation, but it just didn't seem like, he just didn't seem like someone who was happy to be there. Yeah. And he even said that there's stuff that's going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. And I believe him because like with everyone, you don't, especially when they're in the public eye, all we see is what they give us. And of course, their lives must be a lot more complicated than they show. Maybe I need to get back into The Crown to to see a bit of what's going on behind the scenes. I've never watched The Crown still. People have been like, oh, watch it, watch it. But I just, I understand that the money is not going to the royal family from the success of the show. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to celebrate them. <laughs> the show is really good. Like, it's well written. It's well acted out. Like, Yeah. But I need to get back to back into it because maybe I might see a little bit of nuggets here and there. Like, mm. but yeah, I feel like the next story that kind of shook everyone was the death of Kobe Bryant. Oh, this was something that I haven't had a death that shook me like this in a very very long time. So Leah and I were on the phone. Mm-hmm. Coincidentally, we were talking about something. And then you went to look at the Daily Mail and you were like, oh, Kobe Bryant is dead. And I was like... Yeah, because we were looking up different topics that we could discuss in a podcast. Yeah. And you were like, oh, Kobe... You were like, you were like what? And then I said, what's going on? And you are like, Kobe Bryant is dead. I was like, shut up. No, you're joking. And I was in that state for, for a while. Mm, and I was I? like, no, I'm reading the article. It's been confirmed. TMZ were the first to confirm. And even the police chief said that um, when people were asking for the rest of the bodies to be confirmed to the press, the police chief said, we don't want people to find out that their family members have died from TMZ. TMZ? <sighs> I think Har- Harvey Levin um, released a video on YouTube trying to defend TMZ's presence. They were like one of the first presences at the plane crash. Of course they were. Do they just have moles everywhere? And do people just not care about life anymore? Like, what what, what was that? I believe so. But I think that giving them the benefit of the doubt, if you're the first on the scene, maybe they didn't realise the devastation that they walked in on. But they broke that Kobe Bryant died. Yes, but maybe they didn't realise seven people were on board. Maybe they didn't realise X, Y, and Z. Like, all they knew was that... Well, this is me just speculating. Mm. But the first bit of information that came up was that Kobe Bryant died. Maybe they didn't realise that there were three children on board, that mm. there was a um, a father and a mother and their daughter that was on board, another mother, the mother and her daughter that was on Like, that families were broken in such a way. Yeah. May- I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt by saying maybe they didn't realise the full extent of the story when they first went in there. All they reported at the very beginning was just Kobe's death. Kobe's death, yeah. But it was also, like, more dignity needs to be given to Kobe so that his wife could at least come out to give her a bit of time to grieve because we were all grieving before she even found out that her husband had passed away and her daughter and her daughter and her daughter's best friend and their and their dad and like it's madness that this happened on such a public scale and honestly I'm still feeling the effects of Kobe's death just because it was so sudden and it was such a tragic way to die. Like That's honestly what I was thinking is the fact that you as a parent, I feel like I could die by myself and be like, okay, I could come to terms if the if the helicopter is crashing and there's nothing that the pilot can do. I can kind of come to terms with the fact that I'm going to die. But to go through that and see your daughter, see your child struggling, to see the children on board with their parents, their parents knowing that there's nothing that they can do. I can't imagine those being my last moments on earth. Like, 
oh, it shook me to my core. And the fact that it was a route that they've taken often. I think Kylie Jenner even had a picture of Stormy in the same helicopter because she often hired the helicopter as well. So it just goes to, like, the message that we took on the phone was I was like, while you were still in a state of shock, I was making a mental list of all of the things that I want to do because I was like, life is short. Um, Kobe had literally, he had just been like, okay, I'm going to retire. I'm going to spend time with my family. He has a baby that's like a toddler. Literally, she's six months old now. Not even a toddler. So like he he was planning to spend time with. So I was just like making a mental list of what are the things that I'm putting off and I need to do, I need to make a plan to start doing them now because tomorrow is not promised for anyone. No, I think obviously we all know that tomorrow is not promised, but that was like a real, do you know what I mean? Like tomorrow is actually not promised and you have to just live your life. You can't live your life in halves. Like you actually have to just do what you want to do. And you, I remember you were going through, okay, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do, and I was just there like, oh my God, Kobe just died. It was a really wide reach because I am admittedly not a basketball fan, but it's these people that have like risen above and like made successes of themselves and their stories transcend whether or not you're interested in sports. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm not a massive basketball fan, but my brother is. And he also plays basketball. But I've always just known about Kobe and LeBron and, um, you know, the popular names, Michael Jordan, Tristan Thompson, for different reasons. But, like, you always know these people. And he just seemed like a, such a good guy, I guess, from, like, the interviews that I've seen of him in the past. And he was just so young. Like, to die at 41, the peak of you just trying to enjoy the fruits of your labour, it just seemed very very unfair and we're not here to question like god's work or whatever but that that hit me man doing something you do every day that's like that's like me walking to work and then being run over by the bus (laughs) it's just so random and that guy being the best pilot that route being the route that they take every single day that basketball being a practice that they attend like how can that be the, the the cause of your death it's it's sad it was definitely a big wake up for people yeah. at the beginning of the year that like, guys, get your shit together <laughs> because yeah. Yeah, we've just entered a new year, but that wasn't promised. There are people who didn't make it to the new year. You're right. There's people who didn't make it to February, that won't make it to March, that won't make it to April. And that's going to continue. Like nothing is promised. Yeah, you're right. It was a massive wake up call. All our prayers go to like his family and all the other people all of, as well. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. The other families that aren't mentioned in the press as much because their relatives weren't famous. There is a family. It was the mother and father and their daughter that died and they left two, two kids, kids behind. Yeah. Our prayers go out to everyone that's suffered in some type of way through this tragedy. And yeah, rest in peace, Kobe, and all of those eight other people and his daughter. Oh, God, can't. It also raised the question of looking at people who have died in their entirety. Yeah. Because I think oh. um, Gail King got into trouble for interviewing um, a WNBA player and mentioning the rape allegations that were pressed against Kobe. Yeah. And different people had reactions. Some people had horrible reactions, like being like, yay, a rapist is dead. And I remember thinking, even if he did do that, that there didn't need to to be families that were ripped apart and no, like, that's that no. that doesn't seem like a punishment that fits 
even, the if, act, even if he yeah. did it, that doesn't seem like yeah. a punishment that fits the crime to yeah. have the devastation spread in such a way. I feel like yeah. to know that he's dead now, mm. it's his children and his wife that are going to be left with that information, that, that poison that you're putting out there. Right, yeah, yeah. It doesn't affect him by you saying that, yay, he's dead now. Yeah. It didn't feel productive at all. Yeah. But I understand people who said that you have to look at people in their entirety and he, he didn't end up getting charged, but he paid a settlement fee and he released a statement of apology saying that while he thought the interaction was consensual, he can understand why it was, why the, is it plaintiff or why that woman considered it not to be? Yeah. You know how some people, they get arrested for things or they get charged for things and they become quite defensive about it, and they're like, well, I don't know what she's talking about. Yeah, I think some things that were very clear in his character was his willingness to learn. So even for, you know, someone to accuse him of rape and for him to be like, oh crap, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know that that's what I was doing. His money, obviously this doesn't, you know, repair all the mental stuff that you had to go through, but here's some money. And I think he even spoke about how he would say maybe some not very nice things about the LGBT community. And he made it a part of himself to go out and learn about the LGBT community and actually be an ally for them. And obviously, like, people were damning Gail King for saying something negative about Kobe Bryant, but this was something that was part of him and his growth. And for people to even know about him, aside from basketball, because he did have a public life that wasn't just related to the sport. Yeah. I think people should be allowed room to grow. Yeah. Especially because there were no other allegations that came up after that. Other than that, there was no other stories of like bad blood or ill will or like wrongdoings that came out. It was very much, I've learnt my lesson. I'm going to do everything that I can to push and make the world a better place for my daughters. Yeah. And it it seemed like he was doing that. But honestly, such a sad story. And you can only just pray for strength for everybody that's been affected by this. On a lighter note. Well, I don't think it's that much light. Well, it's, it's not life and death. Yeah. Recently, there was the big revelation of Philip Schofield, presenter on ITV daytime programming, coming this morning, out. Yeah. Coming out as gay. When I first saw that, I was honestly like, what? What are you talking about? Gay? Where's this all come from? And then the person that I was, that was sat in front of me said, well, didn't you know? Like, it was very obvious that he was gay. And I was like, how do you guys quantify that it was very obvious that somebody's gay? I think that there are certain mannerisms or certain ways of speaking that are considered to be quite feminine or camp. Mm. And that there are some people like, or like David Williams or Michael McIntyre, for example, I know that they exaggerate it because they are comedians and yeah. like they are trying to be funny and get a reaction. But just in their day-to-day they are quite camp Mm. and that there's it can just be explained away but like i think it's because there isn't really a broad understanding of of gayness do you know what you're right there are only certain perceptions of them yes and it's either that they are like super mask and you would never ever know and it's too total stealth mode and you just never like assume or they're like like limp-wristed super super camp snapping yeah like the dancer yes louis 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 spence louis spence lisping Up and down. Yeah, yeah. So when people see a hint of that particular version of gay, they make assumptions. Whereas people can just be soft-spoken, people can be camp, people can be posh. But yeah, you can just never tell. Honestly, I never ever thought about Philip Schofield being gay. I guess I don't think about people being gay. That being my first reaction. And then my second question was, 
what happens to his wife and his two kids his two kids are grown they're in their 20s i think one is 24 the other one i think is 27 years old 27 so, yes so they're like adults oh wow okay so, so none of there's no children that they have to worry about and with his wife in his statement he said that he had come to the realization with the help of his his wife and his daughters so who knows what what's happening I was under the impression, because it came out so suddenly, I think it was like a Thursday that, that he released a statement. Um, I just assumed that something else was going to come out and he was getting ahead of it. That's what it seemed like to me, because it just seemed not very well planned. It didn't seem like a planned announcement. It, it didn't feel like, okay, this is a coming to us moment. The fact that he did it on this morning, like, you know how you can talk about it on Instagram, but then you have that moment with your family and then you come back on this morning and you have that conversation. But this morning is a safe space. It's full of producers and a team that he's known with, like he's worked with them for years and years and years. Yeah. So I can understand why it was a safe space for him to... To like to come out, yeah. And like not have people edit or chop and change him in a certain way. Yeah. But to keep that secret for that long... I understand why he did it because there is no way that he would have the career that he had if he had come out. Yeah, I agree. Like I was telling Vivian, the only other presenter that has um, had as much success that is a gay man openly is Graham Norton. And he's not even daytime. Yeah, and he's he's more like evening television, more geared towards adults. Philip Schofield started off as a children's presenter. Yeah. And this was back in the time where people are a lot more prejudiced and people conflated being gay with paedophilia. Yeah, they did. They still do. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's, no, it's mad. You know, people still do. But you know what? I just felt for his wife. Because, you know, you go through phases in relationships where you can see that your partner is unhappy. And for her to be in that kind of relationship and not even know if she's the reason why he's unhappy. Because you blame yourself for these things. You're like, oh, okay, maybe I'm not pleasing him emotionally or whatever. But then to find out that there was nothing she could have done either way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She must be looking back at the past 27 years and noticing moments and being like, ah, that's what that was. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, I don't think Philip was not exploring his sexuality in those 27 years. My hope, I really hope that they, that she knew about it and they had an arrangement. Yeah. That would seem to me like... A bit fair. Mm. Yeah. But to be completely blindsided... But you know, that's the thing. People don't always discover themselves when it's convenient. That's true. And yeah. he must have loved her. Like there's the situations where people, when gay men marry women, it's because there's no, it's not that there's no love. He must have loved her and yeah. cared for her yeah. because he only has, he only speaks of her in such a high regard yeah. and he loves his family and he loves his daughter. So there must have been some love yeah. and he probably tried for years and years and years to, 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 to make it romantic or to make it yeah. something that it just wasn't and he realized after this much time do you know what yeah. i've tried like i've yeah. really really put in the time yeah and it's just not not worked out yeah do you know what i can't imagine what it's like to live in a state where you're not completely yourself where you're just pretending 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 and to basically keep that up for 27 years trying to be someone else couldn't have been easy man um, he said that he's had dark times. He he's opened his statement by basically saying, "You see people li- living these amazing lives, but you do not know what happens in closed doors." He said, "I've had dark, dark moments because right. of the secret." Yeah, because it, it it all basically eat you up alive. That's that can't be easy. That couldn't have been easy even for people around him to see him. Maybe even sometimes spiraling 
you know, 27 years is a long time to have to come to terms with different things about you. Can't, it can't even be 27 years because what, he's been alive for like... That's 27 years, years of his marriage. Of his marriage, yeah. yeah. What, like, he's probably in like his 50s now. Yeah, so that's a long time to have to come to... And it's so funny because he's on This Morning. This Morning is that show that literally has on random people, people who are living very different lives. They have the most diverse people on that show. And for him to be coming across those people who are living in their truths every single day. That was another part of his statement. He said that he would look at them, I think almost with envy, to be like, look at these people who are living their honest lives in front of everyone. In front front of me, in front of everyone, and not caring. Willing to face the ridicule that sometimes comes with that. Rylan Clark Neal. Remember how much he was... Fair enough, I think Rylan was acting up to try and get past the producers and onto the show in X Factor to begin with. Yeah. Because the way he is now... Also, he's just matured. The way he is now is not the way he was back then. And he's doing really well. But Rylan went through so much ridicule mm. just for being that flamboyant being that camp but he persevered he pushed through and then he got a job on this morning yeah. like got a job working with ITV he's now like a, a professional presenter, presenter. who's yeah. respected in his field no he really really is Ryla's grind yeah bruv <laughs> if you want to become a presenter or want to work in the media it's a shame they're gonna cancel X Factor but the way Ryland did it I can't I you have to salute him because mm. he he really worked hard because he's doing so many shows now like even on itv rylan is there channel 5 bbc he's everywhere so good for him but yeah i can't imagine what it's like to live in that state of confusion for as long as he did and to finally come out for whatever reason it's still a really difficult process for somebody to go through but he wasn't the first person to come out, yeah, in 2020 because of blackmail or potential information coming out. Because <gasps> Nikki Tutorials. Nikki Tutorials, yeah. She has been, she's a, um, a YouTuber, a makeup guru, has like 13.5 million followers. So she's like been huge in the space for so long, for almost a decade now. Yeah, Maybe she's been, been a decade. She's been there for a long time, yeah. And then because of someone was trying to blackmail her about her truth, she decided to make a, a video where she reveals that she's a trans woman. She's basically been, she's been aware of this since she was a child. She's been slowly transitioning throughout the time that she's been on the YouTube space. Mm. And then somebody was trying to blackmail her, weren't they? Mm. Like, oh, we're going to out you. Bruv, that whole Nikki Tutorials thing was, it was very interesting because it just shows that if we allowed people to just live and breathe in a space that's welcoming, we would never know either way. Like, mm. I would never look at Nikki and think she's a trans woman. Do you know what I mean? Because she was living, breathing, doing her own thing. And there wasn't anything that made her look different to me as a woman or to you as a woman. Like, she just came across to me as a woman. I think because she transitioned so young, it was a lot more easier for her to pass. Yeah. But I think that same courtesy should be given to, to trans women who don't pass, who yeah. have transitioned later on in life. I think that people need to just mind their own business. <laughs> Essentially, yes. It's none of our business. If she's given us fantastic makeup tutorials, mm. that's what we're here for. You know, I was thinking about Jackie Aina the other day and I was like, Jackie doesn't give us anything else other than makeup occasionally she'll be like this is my skincare occasionally on her vlog she'll be like this is the holiday that i'm on my man proposed to me bye guys bye you'll see makeup next (laughs) 
that's all she gives us and I was like wow like and her following is still massive people still really identify with her and I think it's the same with Nikki like I've never gone to Nikki for oh I'm here to see what are you who you dating sis (laughs) like what are you doing I only just go to her for makeup so good for her and then even with being a trans woman there are different considerations as to why people don't come out because of safety yes even in terms of like dating there's always this big question of at what point do you tell the person that you're dating that you're trans and it's like if you tell them too soon then they there's a risk to your life trans women are killed they are killed and then if you tell them too late it's like oh you lied to me you tried to like they must have such a hard time trying to figure out when to reveal this aspect of their lives and the thing is does she owe her subscribers that because if all they're coming if she's never sat there and basically say speak to us about like anything else other than makeup does she owe her subscribers that honesty about her personal life did you expect her to have told us in the part like i'm asking you did you expect her to have said something about that i don't think so because i at first i was like maybe but then i was looking back and basically all of her sponsorships have been makeup related it's not like she yeah. was trying to sell tampons or like no. or, or like something that would have been like oh but you would never have used that yeah everything that she has sold or like put forward on her platform has been makeup that's her brand that's got nothing to do with how she was born what happened like yeah it's just yeah i've honestly i've never seen her and thought oh i wonder what who nikki's dating I've always just gone to like, oh, I wonder, you know, what eyeshadow look she did today. <laughs> like, mm. That would be quite nice to follow. That was, that was really awful for them to, to do that to her because she is, she is an influencer, but she's not, you know, a Kim, Janami, or a Caitlyn or Jamie. She's not big like that. Yeah. She didn't get big by putting her personal life yeah, out there like, exactly. like the Kardashian Jenners did. But it must have been a real big boost for the trans community to see someone like, cause until then, I think that the biggest, um, trans YouTubers were Gigi Gorgeous and mm. Nikita Dragoon. And they had like roughly 2.5 million subscribers each. Mm. So it's for them to have been like, Oh wow, someone has 13.5 has worked with all of these amazing brands. It is also within our grasp too. Yeah. That's what I mean by like, if we just allow people to breathe and just do their own thing, we can, we can all live side by side equally and thrive as well. Like, because Nikki has done so well for herself, well-deserved because she's been grinding for years. Like, I I remember watching her before I watched Jackie even, because that's how long she's been on YouTube for. But yeah, man. She even rose above her haters. Basically, her fans wanted to track down her blackmailer and she was like, no, we're not going to do that because we're not going to put out that same energy that they were putting exactly. towards me. Yeah. We're going to rise above. We're going to be better. And this person is always just going to have to live their life in fear that one day someone will out them yeah. just the way that they did to they me. They try to out me. But she's like, no guys, we're going to do better than that. We're not, we're not yeah. sinking to those levels. So dignified. Yeah. But people just do better in it. Like <laughs> stop trying to out people. Like, Oh my goodness. It's hard enough for you to be fighting yourself in your head. Imagine how long she was going through that. Like, am I going to say it? When am I going to say something? Should I say something? In what, where will I say something? And then being basically forced to say something, you know, when you don't plan to. And if we're being really, really honest, the reality is that some of the opportunities that she has wouldn't have come to her if it was known. Yes, I agree. So at at least now that it is known and that they have worked with her and it's been proven to be a success, it's like, yeah, now you can also give 
you know, these same opportunities to other trans, to other people. trans people. Because yeah. look, it's been a success. It's worked. It's like, it's creaked the door open a bit. Yeah. Although the way that it's happened was negative, hopefully it will have a positive impact for the trans community, for their, you know, growth and stuff, because it's, it can't be easy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But you know what? Since we're talking about YouTube, I have to give props to the queen of YouTube. I don't know if you agree, but it's actually Patricia Bright. Oh, yes. She is the queen of YouTube because how this woman has just adapted. She just keeps adapting and keeps giving us content, relevant content. Bruv, she started by doing makeup. And hair, she started. I watched her from way back when when she was doing natural hair videos. She was doing And then hair. she said, natural hair is not for me. <laughs> and she's like, actually, wigs, that's my shit. And then she started doing makeup. And then she was like, she got a, li- a little bit into vlogs and dating and stuff. And then she went into doing try on hauls. And that proved to be very, very popular because people want to see what these weird websites are doing. And now Sis is doing finance. Yeah, she set up a whole channel because she worked in finance before she was a big YouTuber. Yeah. Sis is doing finance. Sis is telling us about savings. Sis is telling us about how much she's making on YouTube. And I'm just there like, wow, her versatility on the platform is unmatched. I think she's diversifying in a way that she could at a certain point be like, I've left YouTube but still make money. Yes. Because now a lot of her videos are about getting your start in property. Mm. Obviously, um, she made her start a long time ago, yeah. but now she's working her way up to, like she was improving her family home. I think they're on now like, like their third house wow. as a family, as in like they've bought Most. small, they started small, yeah. then they improved that, sold it for more and then got like a bigger house and a bigger house. Okay. What she says is the key. She says that people try and start too big and then, trip themselves up and then now obviously as a way of income she's buying investment properties to rent out Mm. but it's just yeah it's such useful information and then i remember she was like into her family and stuff so Mm. i remember she showed her birth and then she was like actually people are really mean on the internet so i'm just not going to show that part of my life and it's weird because even when she cut that part out i still watch her channel Mm. I, i i i wasn't too interested in that same with jackie like i don't go to jackie to see stuff about dennis yeah i'm I'm not too interested about her relationship with him i'm more interested about what are you doing with your skin what what type of makeup routine are, like do you know what i mean do you get that with some people yeah um but yeah i just thought i'd give a little shout out to patricia brett because she's doing the she's doing it man on youtube and she even released a book. At one point, she was releasing a course on how to, um, on like a business course that she released online. Mm. She's really, really diversified. And she said that she's tried and she failed. I remember one of her quotes is that she likes to fail fast. Mm. So she'll try everything, basically. Mm. If she fails, she fails. She'll move on to the next thing. Yeah. She reminds me of Jay-Z. Because Jay-Z is such a diverse like person he's an artist but now he owns his he has his own record label and now he's doing like stuff for super bowl and then he has a little bit of hands in invest because jay-z is like a billionaire now and it's because he diversifies as well and then what else this last month we had the start of the winter love island oh yeah a lot of people haven't really been watching it i have because i'm jobless so (laughs) my pending job job pending so my evenings are free and to be honest it's not as good as the summer ones it's not i only lasted a week i think and then i just got bored basically the only way that i keep up with love island is by watching victoria sanusi's instagram stories 
And her tweets are pretty great. Yeah. And like sometimes <laughs> I'll scroll through Twitter to find out what's happening. And that's enough. Because if we're being really, really honest, the best part of Love Island is the commentary. Yeah. The actual show is not that interesting. No, it's not. I think also because last year when I watched it in for the summer, I was living with housemates who also watched it. And so I would was... go to work where people watched it as well. So we talk about it at home and at work. So if you miss something, you felt like you were out of the loop, like out you couldn't go loop. into as much detail. Yeah. At my work, nobody's really watching it. At my house, it's just me in my room watching it. Like nobody in my house cares. Yeah. So there was not that much of a pull for me to participate this year. Yeah. And I think also the thing with Love Island is once you've missed a couple of episodes, it's really hard to get yourself back on the bandwagon because you just don't care as much anymore. Um, but it's been an interesting show this year. Like we've had Black Love, which people really wanted, <laughs> but that ended because Leanne said, I don't like you. And then we've had some heartbreaks that Casaramore always brings with Shauna and Callum. I really wished you watched it because then there'll be a lot more to say. Was it as bad as Curtis and... What was even her name? Curtis Um, and Amy? No, because Amy was coming back to tell him that she loved him. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas Shauna just wanted what's hers. Yeah, Shauna was just like... You're my man. You're my man. Where do you think you're going? Um... And do you know what? Before they came back into the house, she said she had a dream that he he had another woman. And, you know, she's a prophetess now. She's prophesying the future. <laughs> because, yes, he had, another, he had another girl. To be honest, I think that whole little dynamic showed me that guys will do the most for girls that they actually like. Because all the things that Shauna said that she wanted, like... Give me cuddles, compliment me, play around with me, like leave stuff for me if you're going to go to Casa Ramor. Show me a bit more affection, be playful with me. He's doing all of those things with his new girl, Molly, unprovoked. Molly doesn't even have to tell him to stroke her arm, to give her a cuddle, to tell her that she looks beautiful, to laugh with her. Like she doesn't have to coach him into being a good guy to her. And I think it just shows that he didn't, Not that he didn't fancy Shauna, but he definitely likes Molly a lot more than he liked her. And even all the guys were saying, guys as well. A guy's friend is not your friend. I saw all of those memes about like guys, like the guys trying to avoid Shauna's eye when they're doing the (laughs) comments. A guy's friend is just not your friend. Because they were all like, oh, you know, we like Shauna, but your mood is different here. You look a lot happier here. You got to go with what makes you happy. Eh? And then when they get back into the house, they hug and Sean up. Oh, sorry, babe. But we're not going to lie. Around Molly, he he was just different. Like, his mood was just different. And you know, Shauna's arm was already cut, basically off. And they all came to add a bit of rock salt on there to make it a lot harder. That was weird. And a lot of people were just like, don't settle. If you just feel like this guy isn't doing it for you, just don't settle. Yeah, but I miss you, Ovi. Come back. <laughs> Ovi's out on these streets. You could go get him if you wanted. No. He's too tall. He won't see me all the way down here. <laughs> and there's too many women. <laughs> I get lost in the crowd. <laughs> Would you ever do Love Island? Do you know, I was thinking about it this year and I was like, could I do Love Island? What, reading all the commentary, I want to, but I don't think my friends will allow me to. What do you mean? My friend says I can't go and beat everyone up. So you can't do Love Island. No, just because people are rude. I've never seen you beat anyone up. Not me. My friends beat people up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they don't beat people up, but like, 
you know you get very protective over your friends so you see how murad he'll like go on long rants about shanice and the way that shanice would speak to nas i think that would be my friends and i wouldn't want to put you in that position I think I'll be fine. I'll be too busy managing your account, trying to build up those followers, trying to post every day, trying to post multiple times a day. Yeah. You know? You wouldn't care what people were saying about me. And is that going to pay your bills? No, but if people were like being really mean, if they were like, oh, she's so butters. That's their business. You wouldn't care. That's, that's their business. We were on job. Don't go onto Love Island if you're worried about your feelings getting hurt. Go into Love Island because you have a plan. Yeah, you because you're to be trying an to get influencer. that boohoo. Because yeah. you're trying to get that that um, fashion over. Because you're trying to get yeah. that pretty little thing. Don't care about your feelings being hurt because we've seen people's lives be destroyed by Love by Island. Island. Because they were going in there wanting to be liked. Mm. You're right. But you know what? I feel like if I went on Love Island, I would be a chatty patty, <laughs> unprovoked. <laughs> So the producers wouldn't even have to come speak they to me. They wouldn't have to come and speak to me. I'll just be like, you know, talking to Leah. So Leah's telling me, oh, you know, Callum is doing this. And then I'll go to Callum. So, you know, Leah was saying that. <laughs> you have to find your niche. Yeah, I would be the one going around stirring the pot. <laughs> I just think that if I was going to do Love Island, I would worry, like, what hairstyle would you wear? <gasps> Oh, that's such a good question. Because I think that I would do crochet locks, but like individual crochet locks. That way you could wash it. That way I could wash it, that way I could get in the water. Mm-hmm. And then that way, when they have a hair and beauty day, I'll just be like, send me new locks. I'll literally just soak them in the vinegar overnight when they arrive. Yeah. All I need to do is just sit in this room by myself for six hours. Please and don't open out. the door. Don't yeah. come in with the cameras. Don't do that. And I'll, I'll just do it and I'll come back out the next day and I can flip it around and I can get it dunked and custard and I can, you know. You think about the the games the and stuff, yeah. Because it was so awkward when Leanne had to go in that in that tea bag thing with her hair, right? Mm. The way that she flinched, the way that she tried to bob in the water. I'm like, I feel like a wig is not built for that. But then no. again, there is the with the wig that um, Yowanda was saying that she would just sometimes go to the toilet and just take off her wig, <laughs> just like just sit there. But you know, Leanne would just sit there with her wig cap on. Mm. <laughs> she didn't even bother trying to sit in the toilet. This was like, you will see my wig cap today. But the new girl, Priscilla, she has the hair game down. Like, so she's coming with different types of wigs, short wigs, long wigs, different colored wigs like you've seen. And then she did like this beautiful slicked back with a little ponytail. If I went into the house, I think I would do braids. Yeah. I think I would do braids, but I would only do braids because I know how to do my hair. I could literally be in the toilet for 10 minutes and I would look brand new because all I have to redo is the perimeter. My fear with braids, though, is that the camera will follow in on one lone braid has been left by the pool. <laughs> and that Scottish man talking about your braids and how... <laughs> and just making jokes. No, but that's why I would do it, because whenever I do my own braids, it doesn't fall out. Oh, okay. It's when other people do my braids. So I would do my own braids. But then... Oh, you're in there for so long, though. You're in there for three months, so I would have to switch it up at some point. I would have to do crochet as well because I think crochet can last three months, definitely. Oh, I forgot how long it is. I think you're in there for like three months. Oh, then I want to be a bombshell. I want to be there the whole time. <laughs> oh, you don't want to be there the whole time? No. No. That's a long time. But then I you don't want to win. It's the whole point is winning, though. Yeah, you can come in halfway through and win. <gasps> yeah, you can come Isn't in halfway through. Isn't that what Greg did? Yeah, that's what Greg did. Yeah, you can come in halfway. I forgot about Greg. What else? What's been happening this month? This two months. There's been the coronavirus. 
yeah and the drama surrounding that yeah so this is a virus that's part of the corona family so that's where we get like your influenza from why we have the common cold do you remember mers and sars so a lot of people talk about those type of viruses as well and it's come from wuhan in china which is a small province compared to shanghai or beijing but i feel like there's been a lot of scaremongering because there's a like people that were traveling and are back in their countries and most of the cases and most of the people that have died have been from China or Chinese residents in other countries. So I know like if somebody died in the Philippines, but they were also a Chinese national. It's been scary for me because the last time we had something like this was the swine flu and we were still in school at the time. So we had a whole skank to go with it. You know, this, the swine flu skank. I don't recall. Okay. <laughs> I went to school in South London and we made a dance out of everything back then. But yeah, there was like the swine flu skank. And that's the only way like we were, I was able, you know, you just laugh it off. And as a kid, you're not really aware of the severity of being ill or something. But yeah, like what's been your, do you have any feelings about the virus? I agree with you that there's been a lot of fear mongering. Yeah. Because also they said that a lot of the deaths associated with it have been with people who have had compromised immune systems or respiratory issues prior to contracting the coronavirus obviously something to be taken seriously but outside of china they say that statistically you're more likely to be killed from the flu than the coronavirus yeah and i think that this virus outbreak has opened the door for racists people have just been so racist as in they won't sit next to chinese people on the train and it's like Bitch, I'm British. <laughs> what are you doing? It's like there's literally a billion Chinese people. <laughs> people, yeah, you don't. And actually, you're more likely to get it from someone that isn't Chinese because they're the ones that probably gone over to China and come back to the UK and has the virus. So you're playing yourself. You know, my auntie's so cheeky. She's like, if I was Chinese people, I'll just, I'll just cough and sneeze everywhere just because I don't want people to sit next to me. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it honestly is really disgusting. I think maybe because people are already being feeling emboldened because of Brexit. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh gosh, Brexit happens. Yes, I know. The end of January, people have already been emboldened by that, and you know, hate crimes are on the rise, and people yeah. are feeling all proud and British. But it has really, really emboldened racists to basically just judge a whole group of people. Yeah. On what? Because you can't see coronavirus. Mm. So what are you basing your movements on? Let's all just be mindful and be understanding of how everybody else is feeling. And this is the problem of globalization. If you're going to move around, you're going to have to be also prepared to take the consequences of us being free to go anywhere in the world. Yeah. And the guy who, like, whistleblowed died a couple of days ago as well. So that was really sad. Yeah. Just clean your hands. They've said that the best way to prevent yourself getting the coronavirus is to wash your hands as regularly as you can with soap and water. Thank you for clarifying, because some people just sprinkle their hands with water. Yeah, that's not washing your hands, guys. Wash that's your rehydrating your hands so that you can put on your Vaseline on your hands to this. <laughs> <laughs> so it stays moisturised. <laughs> So yeah, wash your hands with soap and water. Don't touch your face because they are transferred via droplets. So don't touch your face too much. If you feel like you're about to touch your face, use an antibacterial wipe or the actual gel and then maybe touch your face, but stay away from trying to touch your face too much. Masks have been proven to 
be helpful, but not that helpful because you can still get the virus through your eyes. And because the masks aren't completely air trapped, you can still breathe it in somehow. So yeah, just wash your hands loads, leave the Chinese people alone. They haven't done anything wrong to us and just stop being disrespectful. Like people were saying really stupid things. That's really wild. The stuff that people yeah. have come up with. The stuff that people have just pulled out of. It's like, guys, yeah. if get some facts, please. Yeah, let's just stop being ignorant in 2020 when there's so much information out there. Basically, just mind your business. Mind your business. <laughs> let the the CDC and the NA, like let the actual medical professionals who understand this virus and the way that it works, let them be concerned. You with your one GCSE is not going to prevent this virus from spreading in the UK with your racism. It's just not what's going to happen. <laughs> one GCSE. <laughs> Sorry, not sorry. It's true. It it's tends true. to be the uneducated amongst people that are spreading these fallacies. These and it's lies. like, guys, do you really think that the government is just going to sit back and do nothing and, and do just going to be like, oh, let this virus... No, people are putting in work. People in China are at the front lines of it. Yeah. There could be a lot more people dying because it's such a novel virus we have nothing to treat it so the fact that people are still surviving means that there is something being done so just worry about washing your hands when you use the toilets and let the medical professionals worry about people who actually have the virus yeah thank you but yeah i can't believe that we forgot to mention brexit did you feel any i didn't feel anything when it actually when the countdown happened and it finally ticked it's because i know that there's going to be also a minimum of an 11 month transition period yeah so i'm just i don't feel like we're gonna feel the effects of it anytime soon yeah no i didn't feel anything i didn't even watch the countdown i remember i went on i think i went on bbc at 11 because they said that it was going to be 11 gmt but then it's 12 everywhere else in europe and i remember just thinking like okay it's done now what next (laughs) do you know what i mean (laughs) do you know what was so disrespectful was nigel farage and his little team i think they were in they were in the european is it Sorry, is it the European Assembly? Yes. And they were waving British flags and they were like waving. That's not allowed. You're not allowed to wave your individual flags and stuff. And they were like singing and like clapping in there as they were leaving. at the parliament? Yes. Wow. And the woman had to tell them to stop. The woman had to cut off Nigel Farage's microphone because of how disrespectful he was being. Yeah. Do you know what's funny? Like Boris Johnson has been the face of Get Brexit Done. I did not see him. Have you seen... I haven't seen Boris Johnson in so long. Where is he? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not even kidding here. Where the fuck is Boris Johnson? <laughs> because even when, like, the whole countdown was going on, it was Nigel Farage that everybody was seeing. I did not see Boris Johnson. Have you seen Boris Johnson? I personally have not. I haven't seen Boris Johnson. I'm looking for Boris Johnson, guys. Have you seen Boris Johnson? <laughs> I haven't seen him in weeks. And he has been the head of this whole get Brexit done, get Brexit done. Anyway, and we all know he was doing that for his own personal gain. It had nothing to like to do with the country and stuff. But, bruh. I just felt like it was such a disrespectful way to leave. Yeah. I felt like you're still going to have to make trade deals with With these these people, people. with these very people in the same room. And you're leaving with such a stink that why is it in their best interest at all to work with you? Yeah. If anything, they're going to be difficult with you until someone else comes in to replace. Like, it just wasn't, there wasn't forward thinking. No, they just, it was just to be spiteful. So childish as well, isn't it? But also, you know, for British people, like the British government aren't changing the laws for EU nationals in the UK. 
But UK nationals in the EU are already feeling the effects of Brexit. So some countries have already started dialing the rights of the British back. Because obviously the European Union has to make an example of us. They can't allow this to happen again, especially how long the process has been, how the rest of the world is looking at us like, oh, we thought Europe was like the land of the free and unity and love and peace. And to see this happen is like, whoa. So yeah, I feel sorry for those expats who are living in countries now where they're going to have their rights dialed back a little bit because now the UK is not in the European Union while we figure our shit out during this 11-month period. It's just been very messy. Yeah. Honestly, I'm glad it's done now. We can stop talking about it and actually move on. And this is the thing, right? A lot of people were saying, I just want Brexit done. I just want Brexit done. We don't know what kind of Brexit we're going to have. We don't know if it's going to be like Switzerland. We don't know if it's going to be like Norway. We we just don't know. We don't know what it's going to look like. And the uncertainty is a little bit scary because someone like me, I could have my rights dialed back because I'm not British. But yeah, it's just, yeah, let's see. Let's see what happens. Guys, this has been a very interesting episode. We've covered so many, yeah. so many random topics. That just shows like how much has happened already in the first two months of the year. Madness. But we hope you've enjoyed it. And yeah, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter at r2pence. That's O-U-R, the number two, P-E-N-C-E on Instagram and Twitter. I've been Leah. And I've been Vivian. Thank you. Bye. (laughs)